So welcome to Big Mouth 2. Nick Kroll is my dad. A podcast where we talk about hit Netflix show Big Mouth and how it is maybe the best show ever. Your thoughts? I don't know. Of course, as we all know, <laughs> Big Mouth is the best show ever. It's the only show on television. and It's the only show you ever see. Flip through, it's only that big, ugly head. And you hate it, but here you are. <laughs> You hate it and you love it in equal measures. I am Ash K. And I am Eli Jonas. Shall we talk Big Mouth? I did not rewatch the episode this time, and instead I wrote almost a thousand words of plot summary while like scrolling through it on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm pretty an adult. sure that there's fewer than a thousand words in the script itself, Ash. So <laughs> don't know how I have a lot summary. of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts, and then at the same time, I also had to talk about. So I had to mention this to myself so I wouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that I went on to the Big Mouth wiki again. Of course. Um, and so the first thing I discovered was that I have been banned from editing the Big Mouth wiki. <laughs> which is <Gosh>. interesting. <laughs> because I have never edited the Big Mouth wiki or even done anything on it. Just I just went on news. it once. <laughs> I went on it once and they've blocked my IP. Oh I cannot God. edit, I cannot in any way interact with the Big Mouth Wiki. I don't know how this happened. They caught your bad vibes through the goddamn wavelengths <laughs> and they were like, no. They heard so they I am, <laughs> I'm just banned. I'm just banned from Big Mouth. Not a, too many crimes on Maine. Not, not allowed <laughs> they, to interact um, with Big Mouth. Someone found the podcast and at the same time was like, we can't allow this to happen and like tried to track me down through context clues, but they did it and now I am banned. Um, I don't think that's what happened, but I don't know why I'm banned. Um, cause I, yeah. like I am banned from editing like normal Wikipedia because I kept on changing, um, what's his name? Seth Meyers' Wikipedia page. <laughs> what, did um, <laughs> what did you do to Seth? Um... You know how, like, there was that thing on Saturday Night Live where there was Stefan and they got married? I kept on saying that he was his husband. Um, and then I got banned from editing Wikipedia. God, I really, um, I wonder why. Because you used it so responsibly. <laughs> Do you think it's just, like, a, I used... it's a blanket Wikipedia thing where they were like, this this one's gonna get up to bullshit <laughs> on all of our properties. We gotta keep this motherfucker See... off. See, that's the thing, though. Because, like, that happened at a previous IP address. And I'm not sure whether... I'm still banned from editing Wikipedia, actually. But I was. Um, and this is a new IP address, so it couldn't have been related to that. So I'm really confused as to, as to how this happened and why. But it has happened. Nick Kroll heard that you wanted to write a page on just the concept of ejaculation <laughs> and said, I have to stop this before I even... We can't let yeah, this maybe... get out the goddamn gate. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they can do what they like. There is another thing that is going on with the Big Mouth Wiki. Um, which is that there is a user who is editing pages and putting in rude content more so than is already on Big Mouth. Uh, so they changed, like... Sorry, rude content <laughs> as in, like, racist language or rude content as in, no. like, fart? Just, just, just very immature shit. So I went onto the page for the episode, for episode one again. And um, they've changed it so it no longer says that Elliot Birch admits he has a small penis, but they it, have written it so that they say he has a really, like, a really, a monster that wraps around his leg or something. Um, <laughs> and then they've also edited the, the thing below it, um, which was, like, a 
Like, fun fact, Nick has a bottle full of coins, and they made it say a bottle full of semen. And I was like, why have you done this? But someone's having fun on there, and it's not. (laughs) Maybe this is why I'm banned, is they think that's me. I promise it was not me, and I'm not that immature that I would, like, think it was really funny to write that Nick has a bottle full of semen. I think that's kind of bad, (laughs) but, like... Big Mouth Wiki unban you challenge because I can still access it. I'm st- I'm in the mu- I'm in the fucking mainframe right now. <laughs> so this is like our actual new goal for the podcast is me getting unbanned right. from uh, the Big Mouth Wiki. <laughs> free, free my girl Ash from prison. Uh, I'm looking free at me. The, hold on, I'm looking at the thing, and the front page it has like the the characters. And Jacobarian, yes. I'm looking at him. He has something edited onto his head. I, oh no! I don't know. It's like something sticking out of it. Hold on, I'm going to the page. <laughs> what? Shut up! Don't talk about that YouTube. What? Um, it's not on. It's not on his main picture. And also, the article is like. What have they done? Three sentences long. What is it? Oh God! I. I wish you could see. It looks like a plunger. I've opened it up, and they have... I really can't tell what that is. Jay, what Um, happened? What the fuck happened? Oh my god. Now, alright, now now this podcast has two goals. (laughs) Uh, We have to get (laughs) free my girl Ash from the um, prison that Wikipedia has put her in, and also what the fuck is on Jay Blazarian's head. And he's like like so out of focus compared to the other ones. I am so confused. It's such a Who is doing JPEG. this? Like it's an or- Jesse and Jay both look whack as hell, and then everyone else is like a nice crisp PNG. What the fuck? I what? Who is who is playing games with this wiki that I am not? I am banned from. Oh my god! Who's the vandal? This is American Vandal season three. American Vandal season three is just about the Big Mouth wiki. Oh um, my god. I, I'm going to go back onto the page for ejaculation and see if the mis- the thing is still there. Um, yeah. The full line is, Elliot Birch reveals that he has one big monster in his pants that wraps around his shins twice. Jeez. Cool. Thanks, guys. And they have, they have, they have edited the bit where it was like a large cola bottle filled with semen and now it says coins again, but they haven't edited the large one big monster in his pants line. So I'm really confused as to, as to what the priorities of the Big Mouth Wiki are. Wow. I mean... There's a lot, and I, I wish I could edit this, but apparently I'm banned from ever interacting with it. The next morning Nick's parents, oh right, it does end just like halfway through. Yeah, that was the thing that was causing problems for me. Nick's house. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm trying to find one big... It's right at the bottom. It's right at the bottom. It's the last line. (laughs) Oh, my God! It really does just say that, so... Wow. I don't don't really know what to think. I mean... You know? Do you think that Nick Kroll's dad is the one who... I've had enough of my son saying I have a tiny penis on Nick, his cool internet Nick show. Kroll, I feel like Nick Kroll's dad has more important things to do because he runs, like, this giant private security forum. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, he genuinely runs, like, this really big... It's, like, Kroll Incorporated. Corp- it's a corporate investigations and risk consulting firm uh, established uh, 1972 round by Nick Kroll's dad, I believe. What's the name? Is the man's name Nick Kroll's dad? Uh, his name is Jules. 
Okay, so, like, do you think that, like, Nick Kroll called his dad and said, hey, I'm gonna say that you have just, like, a micropenis on my internet show. <laughs> do I, can I use your real name since you run a big company and your associates might see it? <laughs> dad, can I show you getting a vasectomy on screen? <laughs> dad, can you get your dick out? I'll draw it. I'll draw your dick for you, Dad. <laughs> Dad, Dad, can I draw you, like, act, like acting like a cat and, like, licking your hand? Dad, can I draw you really into kitten play? Of course. <laughs> can, Dad, can I draw you uh, acting like a baby with my mom sexually? <laughs> Dad, uh, me and all of my friends are going to draw you just, like, fucking my mom for 12 hours and one minute straight is that cool is that cool with you dad do you think this thanksgiving's gonna be fun when they sit down together and his dad's like so um i was watching your show just wondering <laughs> what the fuck you think about me <laughs> oh man man that i i would kill to like live through that i would just kill yeah me and uh, <gasps> oh right oh right I forgot Nick Kroll is my dad I will be at that Thanksgiving I'll be filling you in on <laughs> when Grandpa Please, fucking like... throws down <laughs> Grandpa if you're out there <laughs> Grandpa micro dick uh, yeah I mean also I wanted to bring up because I was I've been thinking about it that Netflix has for the Netflix icons you can just have a big mouth character as yours Fuck. um. And I say this because I do have a big mouth character as mine. I have Andrew, and I changed it to Andrew, and then my I changed my name to say it's Ash Baby. Um, and <laughs> just so everyone knows exactly what you're bringing to the table. <laughs> it's really funny because it's literally just me and my brother. We share Netflix, um, <laughs> and um, he changed his to a horrible, horrified-looking robot and changed the text to just say "Oh God, why?" So I think that was him expressing displeasure for my actions. <laughs> wow, that's really fucking so that... valid. Do you think does <laughs> your brother have like someone over and it's like, oh, we're just gonna put on some Netflix for some background noise, and then you turn it on and there's a little prepubescent boy in just the text. <laughs> it's Ash, baby. <laughs> I for a while I don't think I did this while this set is still going on, but for a while we were also sharing the account with his then girlfriend. Oh, so <laughs> I think I did that. After they broke up, though, my timeline is very shoddy, so I'm not entirely sure, but I think she did not see the big mouth icon. So, like, you know, I can't have ruined anything that badly. <laughs> but, so, episode one is a very firmly a Jesse episode. Episode two, fuck, is very firmly a Jesse episode, which is wonderful because I love Jesse. I think she's a great character. Oh, yeah. And it's nice to kind of veer away from the boys. There's one scene of ejaculation in this episode Good. and nothing else. Yeah, thank uh, and God. And that's really nice. That's really nice. Like, I think that's what sets Big Mouth apart and, like, there, because there's a couple of shows about, like, puberty and stuff and there's a couple of factors that sets Big Mouth apart, like, how they have, like, personifications that are, like, super mm. direct and how they're completely honest about shit, but mostly it's because they're willing to, like, focus on female puberty and I think that's yeah, what really absolutely. Sets it apart. Yeah, and I think that's really great as well. Uh, you know, I see a lot of things uh, that I haven't really seen depicted before. Oh yeah, um, and a lot of stuff that like, you know, experiences that I've had and can relate to, and it's really nice. It's genuinely quite nice, I think. Yeah. Oh my god! Like the scene at the very end where she the 
We talked about this last week too, but it's like you want to listen to Lana Del Rey and scream at your mother like yeah. And laugh at her tears. Yeah, I was listening to Lana Del Rey earlier today. Um, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Mariner's Apartment con- Complex and I was like, oh, she gets it. She gets it, man. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana, for everything you've ever released. I love you. Yeah. Um, and it's also like Lana Del Rey, if you're listening. Lana Del Rey, come be a guest host. <laughs> come guest on Big Mouth 2. Nick Kroll is my dad. Nick Kroll can be your dad, too, Lana. Lana, Nick Kroll can be all of our dads. <laughs> Isn't he, in a way, everyone's father? <laughs> um, episode one, and it starts with a issue that I didn't, I think they maybe we'll go further with in season three but it's kind of jesse looking at the mirror and trying to figure out what clothes to wear and like uh feeling bad about herself and her mom saying that's what corporations want you to do so you spend all your money at forever 21 making wearing clothes made by malaysian children who smoke by the way (laughs) and it's such a great introduction to shannon that i i i get it i'm i she is exactly like my mother but like i had like this very like feminist upbringing i wasn't allowed to watch princess movies i wasn't allowed barbies um I, like, there are all sorts, I mean, I was later allowed Barbies, which was because people gave me them to me at birthday parties, and my mom couldn't take them away, but she was really glad, because the only thing I wanted to do was chew on them, um, because I was a dog. <laughs> like some kind um, of rabid fucking animal? <laughs> genuinely, uh, I think she threw all of them out, but they were covered in bite marks. Um, that is something you find in a serial killer den, Ash. <laughs> a bunch of Barbies covered in gnaw marks. It was always their uh, their legs as well. Um. Wow. <laughs> wow, sir. <laughs> so that's uh, Big Mouth my, episode my childhood two. gets darker every day. God. <laughs> really, this is turning in, 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 into an investigation of why this happened. Um. <laughs> it's like cereal, but for you, you're on the goddamn podcast. <laughs> I would, I think that would be really funny. <laughs> if this just turns into, I would, like, though. I just, like, call in my buddy who's a therapist and he just sits on the other end. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, when I was a kid, I think I accidentally ran a cult. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Ash! <laughs> I'm not going to go into that one. I'll save that for a later date. <laughs> oh, my God. Ash! Um... It keeps going, uh, but yeah, um... She's looking in Jessie's, the mirror. Yeah, the Jesse mom, and also I find it funny that they are able to mention brand names and they get to say Forever 21. So, um, Jesse can't decide what to wear, her mom says the white shorts, which is important. Of course. Very important. This episode is called Everybody Bleeds. Jesse's like, you think everything I wear is cute? And her mom's like, no, there's some things you wear that are very unflattering. And just like, peak mom. Yeah. Peak mom. That kind of, like, beautiful, backhanded, no, I don't think everything. It's like, I, I'm telling the truth right now when I say you look cute, but in the past I have been lying. Yeah, I have <laughs> lied to your face before, and I will continue to lie to your face, and you will never know what's true and what's not. Yeah, moms. Um, and then they cut to Nick and Andrew, who are discussing Jesse because Nick has kissed her in the last episode, which is a big thing. Right, yeah, and um, they're, like, and supposed to be they've a been texting. Now. Matthew yeah, is, like, they've... forcing them to be a couple, basically. Not yet. Not yet. Right. But, so, because first it's Nick and Andrew discussing it, and um, Nick says he sent the text saying, hey, and it made me think about the scene in American Vandal where they were, like, analyzing the number of whys in the hey. Um, God, I, <laughs> and then, I fucking love those parts of American Vandal. It's, 
it's great it's great but jesse sends back a dog dressed up as a fisherman and they're like man that's a big fucking deal that means she wants to date they're like trying Um, to interpret they're like it is a very cute dog and then the hormone monster says to send a dick pic of course and that girls love that and of course nick still can't hear the hormone monster right um at this point and cannot interact with him um and then that's that's the start of the show that's the start of the show that's the open uh, is those two scenes, so you can kind of get the sense that it's going to be, like, a split episode in terms of plotline, or that they're going to be following multiple things, yeah. rather than the last episode, which was much more just one main plotline. Yeah, it was just, like, Nick and Andrew, but now, this one, I, yeah. I would even say that this one was just focused on Jesse, really. I mean, there was shit, but it was always, like, they were talking about Jesse. It's all Jesse. It is all Jesse, but at the same time, you're both looking at it from Jesse's point of view and Nick's point of view, and I think, or sometimes even Andrew's point of view. Right. So sometimes it's, like, a male view of female puberty, and sometimes it's a female view, and I think that's, like, an important distinction, I suppose. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. So, like, you get the scenes where, like, I don't love it, the scene where Andrew finds out it was her, she's got her period and he vomits, that's, like, yeah, Fine. not really, like, I mean, because, like, I feel like now it maybe people find are, like, a little yucked out by it, but, like, kind of now, like, sex I... education, shockingly, has been improving from what I remember. Yeah, absolutely, and as well, like, I mean, it's not even that gross. It's not. Like, obviously it's gross, but, like, it's no grosser than any injury where people are no grosser than anything else. Yeah, we're not fucking free bleeders, but, like... You know. But, yeah, um, and then we get into the actual episode, and it's the field trip day, they're going to the Statue of Liberty, and then you're also introduced to the Devons, that post-racial power couple. (laughs) It is genuinely not a big deal, says Matthew, implying that it is, in fact, a big deal. Um, God, he's so good! He's so great, it's such a, like, perfect portrayal of that, like, particular subculture. Yeah, you know, it's so, he's, oh, I have so much love for him. I genuinely, oh, it's so excellent. Um, And then, like, um, Matthew's, like, bullying Nick into dating Jesse, basically, because he's saying he's, like, a middle-of-the-bus kid, which is interesting because, like, we also do not see where Matthew sits on the bus, and I am intrigued by that. Um, I'm pretty sure he sits in the back of the bus. But the only people you really see in the back of the bus are the Devons and the wheelchair kid, who doesn't have a name, which I don't love. Um, I think it's Lars? Possibly. You may be right, actually. Like, he's like, Jessie's, uh, smart girls are having a moment for now. Jessie's on the rise. You should date her so you'll be a back of the bus kid. And, um, cause you're, you're a small fry, Nick. You don't, you don't have a hook. And then Andrew's like, he's great. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Andrew. Matthew's like... Uh, Matthew calls him male lesbian, which always makes me laugh because I do feel so much kinship with Andrew that every time they call him male lesbian, I am just delighted. It is, he's one of us and I love and support him. Um, thank you. Thank you, Andrew Glauberman for being the lesbian icon we all deserve. He's a dicon. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I stand by it and they call it, and Matthew also calls him Billie Jean King, which I doubly love because I love Billie Jean King. She's one of my all-time favorite people. She's just a delight. Um, yeah, so, um, Nick has to become the kind of popular kid who can sit in the back of the bus. That's, like, his goal of the episode. Right, yeah. Um, and then they decide they're a couple and they kind of awkwardly, like, do a little dance. <laughs> yeah, like, one of them <laughs> and goes everyone for the claps. Hug, one of them goes for the handshake and they do, like, a flip the bacon and it's, like, a really beautiful <laughs> scene. It's very, very charming and then, like, uh, Matthew's like, it's 
it's not for me, but it's Starbucks. It's what what America wants, and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, God. He is just really great in this episode. He's very present, apart from the one scene where he makes a bunch of comments about how gross it is that Jesse got her period. Um, yeah, that one's not great, but hey. But, like, it's also kind of representative of what that can be like often. Uh-huh. Um, so That is also yeah, just, we like... Can, there is misogyny in gay male spaces, mm-hmm. so, like... That's, he's just every fucking white twink, and I'm allowed to say this <laughs> as a white gay. He is every single goddamn white gay man I have met on this college campus that I am living on. Man. <laughs> I have met a lot of Matthews. Um, I, you know, I, I love them, but God. I prefer, I prefer fictional Matthew, and that's my thoughts <laughs> on the subject. Oh, we also have the annoying ladybug that appears like twice in this episode and i don't really i think it's a joke but i don't get it so i find it irritating i think i think the Um, joke is just like look how random this is and i'm like oh yeah it makes me feel like 2007 and i don't love it so i'm just like invader sim bullshit yeah yeah i don't it's just kind of boring yeah um and then they're they make they sit in the back of the bus um there's like the weird thing with like drinks are free and it's just the bus driver's kid i don't know what they're going for there um again just like kind of xc random I kind I kind of yeah. like that joke though. I do like the I I kind of like the jokes whenever it's like kids and just like a grown up situation. But that's because I'm a dumb idiot child. <laughs> Andrew has to figure out who to sit with. Um, Hormone monsters like sit with a girl. Sit with Missy. Remember when you uh, ejaculated in your pants last episode? And then they show a rewind clip of that, which is really lovely. And we could have had an episode where there was none of that, but nope. Nope. Not allowed. Nick Kroll's going to make sure you watch a child masturbate. That's why he signed that Netflix deal. (laughs) (laughs) That was his only goal. Um, So we have to see that. And Missy, like, likes Andrew, and she's like, come sit with me, but a girl sits with her. And then uh, instead, he has to sit with Coach Steve. Good. Great. Thanks. So close. Coach Steve has to be on this episode. He has to help with the field trip. And he has Coach to have Steve. A, it's Coach Steve. He has to have a, any kind of role in the episode, just because. I really think, especially in this episode, you could completely get rid of Coach Steve, and the episode would still make complete sense. Like, there's a scene, like they they force us to see a scene where Coach Steve shits himself, and I don't know why they thought that would be funny. Yeah. But also, maybe I'm just being like a humorless bitch about it, but I think it's really not funny at all. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not like we find it. Of it's not like. I don't think you or I find it offensive. It's just like, I wish that it was a funny joke. Uh, yeah, and then in the back of the bus, the Devons are making out, and they really show that in wonderful detail, very focused on the mouths. There is nothing I hate more than watching the kids make out on Big Mouth. It is the fucking It's very unpleasant. It's those big fucked up hot dogs just like slopping around. (laughs) It's the absolute Uh... pits. It is very, very bad. I, it is, like, I don't mind the animation most of the time. It's not, I don't love it, but, like, sometimes it's fine. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, watching that is just, mm. Yeah, it looks like how a bad kiss in a fanfiction is described. Yes. It looks like their their tongues tongues battle for for dominance. dominance. (laughs) (laughs) 
same fucking hat. Same fucking hat. <laughs> right. Oh my god. So we right. watched the kids make out. Uh, da, 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 da. They feel pr- uh, Nick and Jesse are like, should we make out? It's kind of early in the morning for that, and so instead they just hold hands, which I think is kind of nice. Yeah. They also have this shtick where they call each other like Sir and Milady, and I hate it. Oh um, yeah, that <laughs> sense douche chills up my spine. But like, it's so it's so uh, like. Uh, you can tell they're like 12 and 13 and yeah. you're just like oh yeah that's what it's like because most uh, of the time they like you know. talk like little adults and then you get hit with like those moments of like oh yeah you are supposed to be a 13 year old cool 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 yeah i'm going to cool cool, cool. nick specifically talks so much like an adult throughout it and you can tell that he is often like he's just nick uh right. which i think is kind of weird he talks more very much like an adult yeah he's so smooth i find it it's very funny to me then uh it's uh they're at the the statue of liberty i forgot what that was called good um and (laughs) uh nick and devon uh one of the devons who has not announced that his name is devon yet but yeah that uh is about goes up to the top jesse is walking with devon and they're supposed to meet at the top for couples picks which jesse is like that's bad but nick really wants to be popular in this episode yeah um which is interesting because that doesn't really come up again yeah it kind of like weirdly fluxes on like whether he cares about his own popularity or not like some yeah like literally episode one he was like yeah i'll just like go dick out into the dance for my boy andrew but then like yeah there's episodes like the one where they go to the city and he's like really annoyed with andrew for getting in the way of like him looking cool and then there's episodes like this where it's like, all right, yeah, I'll do whatever people say just to look cool. It it fluctuates a lot. Yeah, which I think is quite accurate, actually, to how you can be as a teen. You have these certain certain moments of invincibility where you're like, oh, I don't care. And then the rest of the time you're, like, caring so fucking hard about what everyone thinks about you. God, yeah. It's so important to know what everyone thinks about you. And I need to be able to say that I am completely well liked and no one has any doubts about how great i am yeah we well we've also got the fact that andrew's feeling really abandoned right now so he's like because jesse can't be his friend anymore because she's nick's girlfriend he's decided and nick is too busy hanging out with the devons and then jay he tries to hang out with jay but jay gets kidnapped by guards (laughs) in a weird little thing that they have like two scenes of and he does magic tricks for them and they're like you're the coolest person ever (laughs) jay they call Um, him like a funky little aladdin boy or something which (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's lots of like fun little racism in there <laughs> yeah it's like they're i think that the reason that they kidnap him is they're just like oh wait he's brown grab him yeah yeah that's that is that is genuinely it they're like brown kid grab him and then he does magic tricks for them and he like brings his own handcuffs and breaks out of them <laughs> it's it's a very it's very charming but not very relevant um yeah. so that's all we'll be saying. i guess yeah that's all we need to talk about for jay that's his whole role apart from jesse punches him in the dick later um um (laughs) devon uh devon tells nick that he gave up his name to be the devons uh and that nick's gonna have to make sacrifices for this relationship and nick's like "Mm, i I don't want to do that though yeah Um, uh, i don't know what to say about that man the trappings of heterosexuality i guess yeah i don't know Um, what the fuck the hets are on right now but layer eight of the hets um and then andrew is uh just is talking to jesse he catches up to her and then he's like hey i think you signed an ice cream and it's not ice cream it's blood 
Oops. It's blood because she got her period. Which is why I was not allowed to own white uh, trousers. Honestly, that was that was a good move on your parents' part. I listen. Yeah, my mom was like, at this period, you're not gonna own any white trousers because I you know, will not do you that dirty. I oh, and then she has to go to the bathroom. Andrew's like, should I get a jo- grown up or Coach Steve? And <laughs> Jesse's like, no. God. She's so right. Yeah, there's a really good... She, like, can't find anything in the bathroom to, like... That's, like, stopped. Like, there's no tampons. There's no yeah. pads. There's no... There's not even any toilet paper. And she's just like, yeah. what kind of misogynist janitorial staff does this place have? And then there's the <laughs> shot of the janitor just, like, fucking hurling things of toilet paper <laughs> into the bay. Just like, fuck you, Shannon. Talking about, like, his ex-wife or something. Yeah, oh, Svetlana, God. you fuck me, I fuck your entire gender. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Very it's good. a very good moment. And then, like, yeah, um, Andrew pukes because she's like, I got my period. And he's like, do you have any toilet paper? And she's like, no, that's the problem. <laughs> In that classic move um and then immediately after we get that interesting bit they switch back to nick up in the head being jealous because like jesse's not there and they're supposed to be taking couple pics and then caleb the guy with the roll pack roll backpack who i love Mm -hmm. um says that she went into the bathroom with andrew g and then lists off other people he saw go into the bathroom which is the exact kind of thing i would have been doing at that age so i feel a lot of kinship with him yeah i really do like caleb i think he's really funny there's um yeah the woody allen joke in uh season episode four i want to say or five that's very good I like how he's, like, Matthew's little cameraman. My, um... Yes, it's very cute. My roommate, um, every... T- I love to over-explain jokes, so, like... <laughs> I like to over-explain jokes to, like, make them funnier, but my roommate, Nick, he's a, like... Basically, he's, like, my best buddy up here, but, like, whenever I do that, he looks me in the eye and just goes, furious, furious, furious. <laughs> that's really asshole. good oh that's really good oh man uh unrelated briefly but if you like kind of over explained jokes please look up english comedian Stuart lee he is the funniest person in the world um I so will, good i will i'll probably uh i've been like i actually sat down i listened to i'm gonna make you proud i listened to dr Wu on the way back from my last class it's a good song. Slapped, you were right. I I am right in that it is a really good Steely Dan song. Um, it's very fun. Uh, I love it very much. I, that whole album is fantastic. Um, it's a really good song. Uh, Steely Dan is actually genuinely very good. I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Thank you. This is exactly what I wanted. I want everyone to see the error of their ways and talk about how great Steely Dan is. Um. We also have a small Coach Steve scene in that he's talking to the weird teacher whose name I can't remember, who's always like, who in one episode is slightly creepy, and in most of them he's like, uh, America bad, in that classic, like, history, humanities teacher way. Yeah, I think Um, he's just, like, meant to be, like, a very liberal English teacher. Yeah, who is sometimes bad. Um, Who knows? Oh, he was creepy Jesse and... Yeah, that's the bit that's bad. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, he and Steve are having a conversation. I feel like they could completely have cut it from the show and no difference would have been made. Yeah. I, we just get a couple cheap jokes about how Coach Steve is illiterate, which I should love because I love jokes about illiteracy, I, but it just 
yeah, but doesn't like, hit me. It just doesn't land. It doesn't land. It's not good. It's not good humor. It's not funny. It's like funnier um, to have someone who is otherwise competent be illiterate. Yes. Because like, like I do believe um what's her the woman who plays Rachel on Glee, on Glee there's like a theory that she's illiterate and I am always like probably is. <laughs> um like, I have no evidence, but that's all you yeah, need. Yeah, sure. Uh, all I need is for someone to tell me that someone I want to believe is illiterate is illiterate, and I'll believe them fully. You can tell me anyone's illiterate, and I'll believe it. I, I, I want John Oliver to be illiterate. Um, <laughs> I think that would be up, really like, funny. on a sign for him. Because <laughs> he had, oh, no, uh, there's, like, uh, someone's, like, reading out all of his lines into his ear. Um, <laughs> he's got an earbud in telling him everything he needs to say. I, I hope he's illiterate. John I, Oliver, John if Oliver, you're out there. Please tell me you're illiterate. Louis Theroux, I hope he's illiterate. Um, it's right. partially because I think uh, they're the same person, but, uh, you know, uh, that's unrelated. We're like info wars, but you just say crazy things that aren't, like, particularly <laughs> racist. <laughs> I like that aren't particularly racist. Um, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'm gonna start my own info wars where I will, but it's like literal that I am on a war against information. Um. <laughs> oh my god, I'm pretty sure that's what this podcast actually is. <laughs> it is a war against information. That's my whole life. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there for the truth. I don't want the truth. I want chaos. Yeah, so we have the brief conversation with Coach Steve again, and then we're back to the bathroom, Jessie's bemoaning her fate, and who is it who comes to comfort her? It's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know how the Statue I of Liberty. About that. Uh, she is so big, and she is a woman, and she's gonna tell Jessie how terrible it is to be a woman. And she's French and extremely crunchy. She is the crunchiest French woman. She is so ridiculous. I love her so much. She's like, uh, all it is, uh, women, it is pain and unwanted babies from terrible lovers. Um, thank you. And it's so good. And there's also the, uh, and Jessie's like, isn't there anything good about being a woman? And she's like, maybe if you are lucky, a man will jack off at you on the subway. So no. <laughs> um, and it's amazing. It's fantastic. I, um, like, genuinely, we talked about, like, how the thing that sets Big Mouth apart from a lot of other, like, coming-of-age shows is the focus on womanhood. And, like, damn if they didn't just fucking nail it with that one scene. Yeah, it's so... That is what it feels like to, like, kind of be at that point where everyone's like, well, you're becoming a woman now, so it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And, like, that's it. There's no... five straight years. How's that? It's gonna be bad, and you're just gonna have to live with that. And it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks so bad. So, like, that's, like, such a thing. Ugh. So, like, strap in. Strap in, folks. It gets worse. Oh, um, but, yeah, I it's one of my favorite scenes. I think it's so good. I, I love so much of this episode. I love that uh, next Andrew decides to help Jessie out by bringing her a 9-11 commemorative <laughs> towel. Um, oh god. Never forget! Just like the um, fact that it's literally just a gigantic fucking beach towel wrapped around and like literally everyone can see it. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. It's like the worst fucking nightmare of getting your period. It's so bad. I think about it all the time. And like he could have gotten her a Yankees pennant, but let's go Mets! <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus. There's so many little jokes that I forget about in this Yeah, show. it's so good. And then there's the, like, woman who's also in the bathroom now who's just like, let's go, Mats! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's so funny. It's so good. So uh, and then, like, outside, Andrew gives her a hug, and it's very sweet, and he gives her his jumper to, like, cover, try and cover up the towel, uh, and the blood. Right, yeah, which, all right. <laughs> all right, but it's very charming and sweet, and I think it's a very nice little moment, and then Nick sees and gets jealous, uh, with, and also at the same time, Matthew's, like, up at the top, like, watching tourists with binoculars he brought from home, um, and he's like, God. look to the left to see a grown man in a minion's shirt, <laughs> There are so many, there are so many good little jokes that are just wonderful. I love it. Um, um, and then Nick, they're, they're at lunch down, uh, down in the outside area and, uh, Nick's like, why were you hugging Jesse? Why are you guys being so weird? And Andrew's like, well, I was only doing it because, uh, Jesse got her period after he badges uh, him enough, uh, which Jesse told him not to say. And then everyone laughs and makes fun of her. And then she punches Jay in the dick. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I think, I can't believe that Jesse invented feminism. In that she moment. is such so a much, feminist Jessie. icon. She was right to punch him in the dick. Because um, he's like, what, you got her period or something? Because he came in late because he was still like with the guards. Um, and she just right. punches him in the dick. And then there's like 10 straight seconds of him just choking on air. <laughs> That's like a good <laughs> portion. So much, it's very funny. Um, and then... We get we're we're on the bus and there's a version of of everybody hurts by REM but it's everybody bleeds. Um, it fucking slaps. Yeah, it's very funny and it's a talking tampon with a male face. It's way better than big big dicks playing. Yeah, basketball. I often like, forget how musical this show is until I'm actually watching it and then there are so many yeah. musical bits and that's really fun. I think I really like musical bits in anything. I love musicals in oh, general. Yeah, there's like one. There is one song per episode. Yeah, I just always like, forget. Like, yeah, this show has always churned out. It's either turning out, like, total bangers or just, like, completely forgettable, except for the fact that it's called Big Big Dicks Playing Basketball. Yeah, so, but uh, Everybody Bleeds is very funny, and it was also the point where I was watching it, and I was like, oh, okay, one of my flatmates has to watch this because she's obsessed with R.E.M. Everybody Bleeds, sung, sung by a talking tampon, and they all get out of uh, out of the bus, and Coach Steve has to run to 7-Eleven because he's going to shit himself. Yeah, he actually, he's, he, like, runs in to get her tampons and gets confused and buys her marshmallows. Yeah, very useful. Very useful. Um, thanks, that was really funny. Thanks. Aha, he can't uh, read. <laughs> get it? He's illiterate. He's illiterate. Thanks, Nick. Illiteracy. It's funny. Um, finally, they are back, and, like, the Devons, the Devons make up, and they make out. And Nick tries to apologize to Jesse for being a shit, and she's just like, I'm I'm just gonna go home and burn my shorts. Um, and she doesn't care, and she's not ha- she doesn't like the whole thing of being the boyfriend and girlfriend thing, and more moreover, she's just pissed off because she publicly got yeah, her period. Yeah, like, had the worst fucking imaginable day. Yeah, just a really fucking bad day, and she goes to the car, gets in the car next to her mom, who's like, hi honey, how was your day? And she starts crying, and she's like, I got my period, and her mom's like, oh, and I made you wear white shorts. <laughs> honestly like with what happens later in the episode like what starts to develop in the episode just like it's so sweet and then it turns into something that's like such a bummer because you see their relationship deteriorate deteriorate over the rest of the series 
I don't know if this show has really covered it, but, like, puberty sucks sometimes. Yeah. Does Big Mel talk about how puberty sucks? Um, I don't know. I feel like... Oh, right, but... Yeah, it's, it's... They might have touched on it. They might have touched on it once or twice, but, yeah, it's just, like, it's such a moment between them where she's crying and her mom's like, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Um, and they, they get home and her mom gives her ta- uh, period pads and tampons and, like... Uh, talks about and Jesse's like it feels like it's unfair and her mom's like that's cause it is um <laughs> yep and that's at least her mom gives her like that straight up fucking advice yeah I wish I'd gotten that when I was going through puberty and they were, she was like if I'd just been like well this sucks and my mom was like yeah strap it <laughs> yeah yeah it's it is yeah it's a, a moment of compassion between them I and then as well you've got like Nick being like Duke Ellington uh, my girlfriend's mad at me and she got her period and Duke Ellington's like yeah that'll happen and then it won't and then it'll happen until one day she she'll be pregnant and you have to run away and change your name to Duke Ellington which I feel like is insulting to the memory of uh, Duke Ellington maybe um. well there's a lot of things that are insulting to the memory of Duke Ellington like the time that in the New York episode where he inhabits a bunch of, like, old women and does a lot of heroin. Yeah, there's a lot with Duke. Um, and also he's voiced by Jordan Peele, which is super funny to me. Um, like, the guy who wrote, who directed Get Out is also the ghost of Duke Ellington. Fine. Um, yeah, and then, uh, as well as the Duke Ellington stuff, um, Nick and Andrew are, like, uh, playing basketball and they're, like, She's still good old Jessie, right? And they're like, periods, that'll change you, right? And they're t- and I, I do think it's a kind of sweet moment of them being, like, so confused by what it means to go through puberty and the person who their friend is going through something so different from them. And it, it's a nice little moment, I think. She'll still be good old Jessie. She'll always be good old Jessie. It's really a nice moment, I think. Yeah, like, because... Uh, male and female puberty is like so different and so like it can be really hard to get on the same page about that yeah absolutely because like i think one of the reasons that a lot of like um male and female friendships don't really survive past middle school is because like we go through these two like super duper different experiences that both suck in like discreet little yeah yeah absolutely so like sympathy becomes like harder it's just a whole dang thing but it is really sweet and like it is something that uh, they touch on again in spoilers for season two when she talks about, like, I didn't think you guys were going to come get me from the, like, depression ward that they kind of had her in. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I'm really glad that they're still, like, following through on that theme. Yeah. Where, like, they're trying to maintain this friendship despite all of the shit that's going down. Yeah, I think it's really nice and it's a really lovely friendship. And I really, like, I love the way they do it. And they have the their little ups and downs and times where Jesse can't hang out with them. But, like, I don't know. It's, I think it's really nice to see these examples of, like platonic friendships between men and women you don't get enough of them um and i know that at this point in time jesse and nick are dating but that's so short-lived yeah it lasts three episodes and then it's like over and it's not even a thing anymore yeah well they have a brief period of like fighting publicly because that's like how it be but you know like i uh, it's normal it's uh by the end of episode three it's all uh, it's all resolved everything's resolved yeah like and like thank god because like I mean, I think that, like, everyone in middle school had a re- was in a relationship with, like, a friend of theirs, but, like, well, I don't know, because you went to an all-girls school and also lived a life of pure chaos. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, my, my girl's school is very homophobic, um, 
delicious. So it was very difficult. That was one of the things that was very difficult. Um, and then also I was deeply repressed. So like my phone background was a picture of Ellen Page, but I thought I just thought she was cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I really liked the movie Inception, you know? Um, (laughs) Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's a common thing. Like if you ask, like, if you ask like, uh, male female friendships that do last that middle school who do get out of that middle school go into college go into high school together yeah like if you ask like yeah they dated in eighth grade but like for a week and they went to the park once and held hands <laughs> like it's it's this very so, like it's something that's like yeah it's childish that's so true to life yeah it's a very like child it's like acting out dating what they think dating is it's very sweet it's super cute. It's like one of the things that they get. They get so much right in this show, and this is like one of the it, things that they, they get. Do they right. get so right. It is that like awkwardness and the like. People want us to date, so I guess we're dating, and we'll go to dinner, and I'll accidentally order fish, and I hate fish. Um, and it's just really, really cute. It's really cute. Sometimes I like it when the kids are just allowed to do things that I just think are very sweet and funny. Oh, kids are just the greatest thing. Um, <laughs> they, they, their little minds don't know, they don't have a frame of reference for things, and it's so hard for them, and I have, I have so much sympathy for that. Um, right. They're just, they just, like, I just love it, like, how they, like, mi- they kind of, like, just try to recreate whatever is put in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, it is, it's something that, like, not enough shows do. And this show does so Oh, it does well. it so well. It does it so well. You have all these, like, weird little misconceptions, like, at the beginning of episode one, where, like, Nick and Andrew are talking about how it's only a real kiss if it has tongue. Lots of tongue. Right, and they both, <laughs> they, they both clearly don't know what they're yeah. talking about, because they're like, yeah, you just put the tongue in, and you, like, you flick it around, and... Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It's so charming. It's so charming and so gross, and so, like, perfectly that time. Um, in like so perfectly balanced. Yeah, I I love it. And um, then after we get the Jesse's still Jesse, right? We get right. here she is. Yes, here she is. It's it's the hormone monstrous. Woo! And she's the best. And she's like she's the best fucking character. Um, and uh, she Jesse's like, are you here to tell me how awful being a woman is? Because the my mom and the lady of uh, the uh, Statue, of Liberty. Statue of Liberty already did that, and she's like, the French are full of shit, and your mother's a woman in decline, and it's such yes! it's so fantastic. It's so fantastic. Oh my god, her introduction is so good. Like, I think it's just like a window opens and like a cool wind blows in, and she's like, what's going on? And then there's, like, a flash of red hair. Oh, my God. It is such a good entrance. She is so perfect in every single way. I love her as a character. Connie, she is perfect. Um, just Thank you, Connie, for my life. Whoever proposed her, I, I would marry you in a heartbeat. You're so right. I love the detail that she doesn't wear deodorant and she only takes bubble baths. She and that's why she bath. smells so good. <laughs> yes! Oh, there are so many wonderful moments of her just being, like, the fucking best, and... She, like, she so perfectly represents, like, what you think a cool woman is like. Like, when I, I'm transgender, I went through female puberty, like, when you look up and you're like, 
I'm going to be a cool woman one day. <laughs> but then she's actually just like a dumb asshole who's making you make bad decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Yes! <laughs> so good. She's so good. And just like, you want to shoplift lipstick and listen, uh, listen to Lana Del Rey, scream at your mother and laugh at your tears. And uh, Jesse's like, I don't want to yell at my mom. And, uh, Connie's like, from now on, she's not your mother. Now you call her Shannon. <laughs> God, that was so good. Oh my God. And then her mom comes in and she's, I don't, I forget what her mom says. Do you have it written It's down? like, uh, are you okay? And she's like, shut up, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon's so just good. like, your hair looks nice. <laughs> she's like, terribly like, you look great, sweetie. I hope you're doing fine. And then Connie like, fucking just like wraps her up in this big like almost like ursula from the little yeah Mermaid. absolutely just, like, that whole like vibe it is just like yes and she calls yes, her like she calls her you. like her little gyoza <laughs> calls her, her i think it's like her little boobula yeah and then but also gyoza sometimes she calls her like dumpling in various languages it's very good um and then like oh. she's like now fling yourself um onto your bed and cry silently <laughs> And she's like, these are going to be the best years of your life. While Jesse's like sobbing into <laughs> a pe- uh, the pillow. And she's like, the hormone monstrous is just laughing like crazy. Just like cackling over her and screaming. Yes! <laughs> God. It's such. It's the best. It's such that a perfect encapsulation. The series took a turn for like, this is going to be a classic. Yeah, absolutely. It is the moment where you're just like, oh, this is going to be good, actually. Oh, it is so good. Oh, fuck. Oh. And. Yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it is. And then we have the credits, which is um, Everybody Bleeds Again, but this time covered by um, indie folk artist Amy Mann, who is my mother. I I mean, that's just, like, such a killer episode throughout. It is so good. I mean, yeah, like we've said, like, the strength of the series is its ability to focus on female puberty, which is something totally, like, not totally, but, like, mainly unexplored. And the fact that they introduce goddamn Connie, who is... The best character. To oh, take absolutely. Us that. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. It's so good. And then, like, if we say that last episode was like a C, um, this is like an A. This is an A. This is an A. It's like absolutely. This is an A. It is so good. It is so enjoyable. There are so many moments that are just wonderful to watch. Um, like it only really loses points on brief moments of Coach Steve, but even that, it's pretty brief, which is really fortunate. Yeah. Like they're not he's not overwhelming like he often is in season two like this is genuinely like toe to tip perfect so uh do you want to talk about what's going to happen in season three because nick kroll is our dad and he told us nick kroll is our dad i like that now he's both of our dads um i like he adopted you over the weekend yeah okay so i'll mail you the papers yeah we've gotten the paperwork uh we're ready for the court trial that will be imminent after he decides that it was a terrible mistake to adopt me um oh absolutely don't worry he's already working on my case (laughs) this is gonna go yeah our the the live action version of the podcast where it becomes a tv show about us in court that's coming up um yeah, it's not it's not so much a um, TV show as it is just a film of the court proceedings. <laughs> Absolutely, it's anim- it's it's animated because of course you're not allowed uh, photography in the court, but it is animated by like right. the court stenographer or whatever they're called. Um, the like yeah, it's 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 um the artist. Season three is actually the court case. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah, so I have um. 
I don't, I don't know if I have any genuine predictions right now, but I would like to see, I would like to, I, I feel like this is a niche one, but I think it would be really funny to do something about, like, teen girls in fanfiction. Um. Oh my god. Missy would so write Yeah, I know. She writes castle fanfiction. Um, which. She does? No, but, like, I know it in my heart. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, like, I, I, I think it would be especially funny to do something about, like, the self-insert fanfiction you find on the internet, which I think is very endearing, um, because most of the time it is just, like, 14-year-olds, and I'm always just like, do you need to publish this? <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't, but you did, and I'm so happy. It's just you. such an, a pure what? expression of id that is so perfectly teenage, and I I love what? it, and I'd love it if they did something with that. Yeah, what is the name of the uh, celebrity that she's really into? Uh, it's, it's Nathan like, Fillion oh, from Castle. <laughs> Nathan Fillion from Castle, a hundred percent. She writes Nathan Fillion. For, I so want her to be like, yeah, it's crazy. I like stumbled across this um, Nathan Fillion uh, self insert. <laughs> I'm reading it ironically. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really good. I think that would be a really charming thing to do, and I think it's such a funny part of like genuinely like I know it's not for ev- not in everyone's like puberty, but like it was super big in my teen girl puberty. Not the self insert. Oh, yeah. I never got into that, but like I I read a lot of fan fiction. I still find fan fiction very funny and interesting, and I like it a lot. But like I do love fan I fiction. love fanfic. You just gotta dip into those archives and see what people are doing. Oh, people are doing so much out there. And it's so fantastic. I can absolutely see like a Missy fanfiction. I would love it so much. Uh, And it just like consumes her. My other thing that I think is going to happen in Big Mouth season three, uh, which I know is true, is that, and I know this because I thought about it while I was falling asleep and then I confirmed it with our dad, Nick Kroll. Um, And it is that Jordan Peterson is going to come on season three and tell us about the values of an all meat diet. Fuck you. I'm telling dad to cut that from the show. He's just gonna. We're gonna call Dad. <laughs> Hello, Nick Kroll. Um, I'm just gonna. Uh, it's just gonna be Jordan Peterson being like, and uh, eating nothing but meat is very good and won't fuck up your body forever. Um, God. And that's that's my predictions of season three. How about you? What what has Dad told you? Yeah, that's what Dad told you, but I'm going to tell him to cut the last part. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> tell me, tell me what Dad said. Uh, dad told me that um, uh, my dad, Nick Kroll, our dad, Nick Kroll, our sorry, father, um, our father, Nick Kroll. He said that uh, in season two, they're actually going to season three. Oh fuck, yeah. In season three, they're going to be in the summer. Uh, okay, so not at I school. That, yeah, I, the thing is that like, I don't. I, we've done a lot of stuff with, like, in-school politics and, like, how we interact within this, like, classroom space, and, like, I really want to see more of just, like, how do you deal with, like, having so much free time on your hands when yeah. you're just between, like, being a teen, you can go out and hang out with your friends, like, your mom still has to drive you places, I'd really like to see that explored. Yeah, absolutely. Personally. But something else that I think is interesting is that, like, this summer dynamic of, like, because they are seventh graders and, like, going into eighth grade. Right. Their school is set up kind of funny, not like how we do it over here, where it's, like, eighth grade is middle school and then ninth grade is uh, high school. Right. So, like, getting into kind of, like, the bigger leagues, I literally, they're measuring the space between me and my roommate's beds. I'm... Stop! No! You are actually dismantling my bed! No, we're not! What are you fucking doing? We're just looking at things. We're trying to figure out how this works. To see if we... 
we're planning on bunking rooming together next year. You some... can't bunk the beds. It's illegal. Why? Because it's a crime. Because they're not good enough. Go away. <laughs> Love you. Just trying to figure out if we have enough space. I love you guys too, but not not this much. <laughs> Close the door, Celeste. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm I. The idea of like having to share a room with someone is just so terrible. I have a double bed. It's, oh, all right. First off, joke. Second off, that wasn't even my roommates. Those are people who live in my mod. They just like to torture me. That's so mean. Oh my god. They're the pits, but. <laughs> anyway, so summer, oh my god, just like exploring the way that, fuck it, I'm just gonna say my funny one. I've lost the trail. No, completely. I mean, uh, I think you had a lot of good points about like the way that summer can be like really long and endless and like it's really weird to be in that position of like still needing, still, you're not fully independent, but you're trying to get that independence. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, and I- also like, sorry. No, no, go. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> That's good, because I haven't ever known what I was saying either on this podcast. Yeah. Also, like, the, um, because, like, Gina and Nick, I really do hope that Gina stays a character. Yeah, I really liked her. I think she was a really good addition. Um, I think she was fantastic, and I'd love to see more of her. Right, yeah. And, like, so, and she works at the Baskin-Robbins, so, like, I think that it would be fun if, like, they got summer jobs. I think it would be a good, like... Matthew, uh, not Matthew, um, Nick and Andrew storyline where, like, they both work at the same place and they annoy the shit out of yes, each other. Yes, that would be very uh, good. Oh, uh, with Jesse's mental illness, summer is supposed to be, like, super fun, but when you're in that position where you're still kind of, like, under lock, it, like, you're under control of your parents and so, like, but then you just kind of, like, end up staying home because you don't want to ask them for rides and it's, like... Yeah, it is super up, bad because, like, for your depression to be at home in the yeah. summer. So Oof. I think, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting if they, like, went into, like, it, and it will happen. Again, Nick Kroll is my dad, and he told me. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, if, it, if part of the season at least took place in the summer, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I could see that being a really useful tool. Uh, in season two of, uh, fuck, of, in season three of Big Mouth, which Nick Kroll told me about my dad, uh, Missy is going to get deep into K-pop. <laughs> oh, this will be really interesting with the fandom thing that I'm... Uh, suggesting. Oh my God, you're right. So Missy is actually going to be in K-pop. <laughs> Nikki's gonna. Uh, not Nikki. This will it? this will bring in the milking stuff that I brought up last episode. Fucking absolutely. Um, Missy is going to get deep into milking. And it's gonna be a whole. <laughs> Everybody milks. Sung by what? Amy. Whatever her Amy name Mann. was. Amy Man. Oh no. Oh no. Everybody milks. <laughs> oh god that's really bad oh. hey man i'm not the one making the decision it's all on nick it's all dad it's all dad i wonder why dad wrote such a shitty idea into this show. wonder i mean the same reason he wrote coach steve i guess um Oh, got him! <laughs> got him! Fucking destroy him! I fucking, Ash. I fucking got him, and you know what that means? That means he has to kill Coach Steve. Uh, that was the agreement we yeah, made. Dad. Kill Coach Steve, Dad. Dad. How fucked up would it be if, like, we sat down to watch season three of Big Mouth and it actually like 
followed all of the horse shit we say on this show. That would be so fucked up. I really hope. I, I do, you, do you think we should just start, like, adding Nick Kroll in every time we post the podcast? <laughs> Not if I kill you first. I don't want Nick Kroll to see any of the garbage we do here. I really Our don't. I would get mad if he found out that we were leaking all of his secrets online. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want him to find any of this. Our secret little garbage. <laughs> this is a little hole in the dirt we've made for ourselves. I've ripped out all my feathers and now it's a nest. <laughs> You're just like a really bald chicken. <laughs> that is that is that is the bio in my tender. <laughs> I don't know why that's really making me laugh. Let's end this show. Let's end this. Let's let's go for the credits. Thousand uh, thousand word paper after this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just put my thousand words of plot summary of Big Mouth in there. Yeah, just like uh, shoot me that, and I will turn (laughs) that into my professor and be removed from the college. Yeah, just get kicked out for Big Mouth. You've been listening to Big Mouth 2, Nick Kroll is my dad, a podcast about Big Mouth. If you enjoy the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Bigger Mouths. Um, additionally, you can find me at Twitter at Jazz Coffin, uh, Coffin spelled with an I, uh, with a one instead of an I. And you can find Eli. Uh, yeah, you can find me at, at Eli Jonas, spelled like the brothers and with two S's on the end like the funny cuss word. So that's all very good and wonderful. Um, I'm going to suggest another Steely Dan song for you guys to listen to. Of course. Uh, because I, I think would be scandalized if you did. Yeah, that's like how we're gonna end this from now on. Um, and it's uh, "Reeling in the Years," which is a very song, fun song with a lot of really good guitar riffs. Um, I think it's like a good song for like a good episode of Big Mouth. Um, not that there's any bad uh, songs by Steely Dan. Go forth and listen to Steely Dan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good podcast. I've been Eli Jonas. And I've been Ash K. Oh. <laughs> and we're bad at podcasts. We're bad at podcasts. Listen to Steely fucking Dan. <laughs> I always say that. I mean, like, that's the oldest phrase in the book. And <laughs> only so, ma- so many ways to depict the ba- Dark Lord Baphomet. It's just like the other phrase, uh, not my uh, favorite hentai of Pennywise, but okay. Shut the... Uh, it's not my favorite... Uh, ha- ge- oh. How do you pronounce that word? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> it's not my favorite... Yeah, no, I know the word. I don't know how to pronounce it. I hate you? No clue. Ahago. No clue. Ahago? Not my, not my favorite ahago of Pennywise, but okay.